0: Cast. On this episode of Missing the Point, it's the podcast version of hour number one of our monthly Sunday Night Sports Wrap from February 28th, 2021. In this episode, it's all about complaining about the Celtics. This is Missing the Point, episode 42, but it's all relative. <laughs>
1: Good evening and welcome to the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, hosted by Missing the Point. My name is Joe Malkin, your host for the evening, and I am joined by this entire—I uh, was almost called you guys a gang crowd of gentlemen. I guess you could be a gang of gentlemen. They called it's a murder of, a murder, a, murder of a murder of gentlemen, a murder of gentlemen. I like <laughs> that. Great. I like that. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome into the Sunday Night Sports Wrap. My name is Joe Malkin, and choosing to be introduced as a team are Mike Marcangelo, Dave Clark, Bob Kelly, and Sean Buchanan. You guys see what I did there? And uh, Craig D'Alessandro is sitting in the background watching and, and listening. It's a little strange, but we just go with it. And uh, guys, how are we doing tonight? Ray, welcome back. I know you weren't on the, the last uh, live show, but how's everything going? Oh, it's good.
2: You know, I talked about it on Tuesday, being back for Black History Month. Like, it, it was important for me to be back, obviously, but definitely miss working with all of you at, at the same time. Are, are you speaking to me, Miss Mark Angelo? Well, she's that, definitely that
0: not is... talking to me, dude. Yeah, and it's not me either
1: because she doesn't like me
0: and Mike the, the
1: same amount.
2: Gotcha. Right. Well, I, well, Miss Mark I I appreciate you, and I'm I am happy to be back as well. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Like, it's like like that. Ric Flair turn you know, with the, you know, with with the tear in my eye. <laughs>
1: You know, Ray, like, Ray, just so you know, we're happy to have you, whether it's February or August or right, any other right, yeah. one of the months. You no, know? but you know, it just adds to the joke. But <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's
2: definitely good to be back and, you know, raise get into it.
3: Bobby, how are we doing out there in New York? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, I'm ready to get into this, ready to be sad and break down our Celtics a little bit. I'm, I'm, I I'm, in, I'm in a solemn mood because of it. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 busted, so... I busted out the T-Row because, like, listen, we could use a little T-Row in our lives right now. Uh, Bobby, I'm
1: surprised it doesn't have burn marks in
0: it after the last couple of weeks. Bobby, it, just a quick it, question: it did, you did. Wear it? did you wear that shirt the night that he went one of 144 from the field in Game Seven? Or- I,
3: I did actually, and I bought it three days before that, so it is a little bit of a curse shirt. But I, I figured now, you know what I mean. <laughs> we might as well reverse the curse at this point. So,
1: yeah, Dave, what's the past like out in California?
4: It's good. Three hours ago, out here, I'm definitely happy to be back too. Obviously, it's very important for me to be here during Black History Month. Wait, no, that was what Ray said. That's not what I'm supposed
3: to say. <laughs> was, Where are we right now? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I read the wrong
4: line. No, hi, mom. All
1: right. All right. Hey, we got, t- we got hi, two mom. moms listening to us, so we're off to a great start. <laughs> the we're going, my, my mom and Mike's mom uh, are are uh, in um, here. So Dave's doing well out there in the past. Mike, how how are you doing?
0: You all right? yeah I'm doing good dude uh, i I just wish we had something to talk about today. It just uh, i am glad all the teams are clicking, and that it's just a your average mundane Sunday night sports wrap episode.
1: yeah, we don't have anything. We didn't have a rundown done on Wednesday afternoon or anything so um well, welcome to everybody that's watching us, whether you're on Facebook, twitch, or youtube live. We are everywhere We're trying to get our faces wow. out to all of you in as many places as we can no uh, so once again that is. Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) Again, so welcome into the flagship show of the uh, Missing the Point Sports Podcast, the Sunday Night Sports Wrap. And guys, let's get into it because Bobby brought up the solemn mood that he's been in due to the team that wears green in the town of Boston, uh, the Boston Celtics. Guys, what's next for the Celtics? They're 16 and 17. They're 2 and 3 in their last 5. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10. At least they're consistent. The only good number I can give you is that they're 12 and 10 against the East, which makes them 4 and 7 against the Western Conference. They play Washington. They'll actually start that about halfway through this show. And if you are listening to this podcast after we record it, so after Sunday, you can find the recording of this down in the show notes to be able to watch our beautiful faces after the fact. So, Mike, I know our moms will be doing that. But uh, getting back to the the Celtics, guys, what's next for this team and and where are we going? Because we've all been pretty fired up about this, and I know we have a lot to say.
4: I think just to make everybody feel better, just so you guys know, even if we were as good this year as we were last year, we wouldn't be good enough, you know. It's... Going into this season with the way that the trades happened, what? Why are you making a face? What did I miss here? It sounds like we got Jumanji in the background right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah, who's banging on stuff.
1: Well, you know what that is? That's oh, my child. Sure. Sorry about
4: that. Oh, okay. okay. Good. All right. All right yeah, well, he's way to wait a soundtrack. About this
1: Wait a too. Yeah. yeah i guess so. that's, yeah,
4: that's what it is all right apologies to everybody for the sound interference but i'll I will tr- we're gonna try and muscle through the soundtrack the um
1: yeah we've never had a problem is, with the ambulances going by your apartment so i but.
4: mean what do you want me to do about that you can <laughs> discipline your child i can't discipline fucking emts okay <laughs> i mean it's not quite the same thing <laughs> um, I don't support corporal punishment, for the record. Um, we don't either. <laughs> Discussing the Celtics. I'm just Speaking kidding. It's fine. Children be children. But yeah, we were never going to be good enough this year. You know, I said it at the start of the season, and I'm going to keep bringing this up just because I like being right about stuff. If we drafted those draft picks and didn't convert them into a big third piece for Tatum and, and Brown to use, then this was going to be what happens. I didn't think we were going to absolutely trip over our own dicks this much, but like here we are. Thankfully, there's only two, maybe three tier one teams in the NBA right now. And uh, it's, you know, the Lakers, the Nets, maybe the Clippers. I don't know about you guys, but the Bucs don't seem there still to me. I think that, like, you know, they're, you know, that I think they'll have a good regular season and I think they'll crap out in the playoffs. Again, like, I don't think they use Giannis right. You know, he's taking threes at the end of games. Come on, that, go ahead. But we were never going to really be good enough. So we're, we're basically looking at trying to keep Brown and Tatum for the next two to three seasons. And, like, we're going to still be in a rebuild. When... The third Hall of Famer landed in Brooklyn. That was when it ended for us this year to win a championship. So it it really doesn't matter that much, you know, like being this bad just kind of means our draft stock is is rising. So don't worry about it too much. I know it hurts to watch them, but like there's positives in the future coming.
0: I was, was going to say they're really bad. Like we know that their shortcomings last season were the fact that they can't hold on to a fourth quarter lead. We get it. We understood it. We saw it a lot, right? But I think I can speak for everyone here when I, I, we did not assume a 16 and 17 start through 33 games, right? We, we probably thought, well, especially be- after
4: they started seven and three and we were all kind right. Of happy. About yeah. That.
0: And I think with, with this team, right. You either get one of two things, either they're down 14 points in the fourth or they're up 24 in, the, or they're, they're down 14 points in the first and they come back or they're down tw- or they're up 24 in the fourth and they lose. They, it, it's the most inc- consistently inconsistent basketball that, that we've seen from them, and I think Bobby hit the nail on the head when we were talking about this before. Like they're just not fun to watch anymore, right? Like there are moments when you see the team that you love and they put it together and they make a run, and then every single time in the fourth, if they have a lead, they squander it, and I'm, I'm just sick. I'm just sick of watching that. I hope they can turn it around. Where do they go from here, Joe? Like there's really, hopefully, we've seen their their floor. I don't think we have, though. I think that they could play worse, if that even is comp- comprehensible to you. But I hope you know, they get better.
1: So we, we have a comment regarding Kyrie Irving. And uh, Bobby bef- and, and Ray, before you go, I want to interject with that by that comment that was made to us and the comment that Dave just made about the third Hall of Famer landing in Brooklyn. Wick Grosbeck was on the radio last week, of course, the owner of the Boston Celtics. He was quoted as saying, we had hoped that Kyrie Irving would stay forever and lead us all the way. That change touched off uh, a lot of stuff because he left a bit of a domino effect. Ray,
4: talk to me about... That's the- a really stupid thing to say. I'm just going to interject.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> sure. No, you're, you're, well, there, I have a lot of quotes to read, and 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 this is one of them. But Wick clearly wanted to keep Kyrie around. So, Ray, tell me, tell me, thanks, Wick. That's really helpful, Wick. <laughs> well, so this, this goes, so no no but you know what but, uh, i'll interject too because this goes back to the issue that i've had with this team is the ownership and and the gm because you know that's always where i go i don't touch the coach before i go to the gm and the owner so wick coming out and saying this he has created a problem and we'll get to that when we get to the quotes from danny ainge this week because now danny ainge what is danny ainge going to do go above the head of the owner of his employer
3: That's really where the shortcoming is to me is like, it's very clear in the same problem. It's been the same problem since last year is that we don't have that guy in the rotation that drops everyone into the spot. They're supposed to be at like, if we had that guy that fits there right before either before Kemba or right after when it comes to minutes, when it comes to touches, then this team falls into place into spots where they belong. Like having Peyton Pritchard as a nine coming off the bench rather than a six or a seven, that's a big difference. So I think that's where it goes to age because it's like, dude, you failed to bring that guy in that we knew that we needed. And we've known that we've needed for the past year and a half. And it's like time and time again, we hear about these deals. We hear about these guys, the Miles Turner, the Doug McDermott, you know what I mean? Those solid role players that we should be bringing in here. But it's just not happening year in and year out. And it's just, it's frustrating beyond belief to me.
4: Right, I'm looking right. You have have two all stars on your team. You know what I mean? It's not all doom and gloom. You have two all stars on your team. You can do stuff. You know what I mean? It's like everything we talk about is based around the idea that you want to build around Tatum and Brown, especially now. It's such a weird thing, right? Because all you ever see, I'm sure you guys saw it watching them play the Pacers. Was it yesterday or two days ago? It was like Tatum, career year. Brown, career year. Celtics stinking up the place. You know what I mean? And it's like it it barely makes sense, you know, in your head when you think about it. It's like you have these two guys who have been good for a long time going up a level at the same time and finally reaching the the place where we were all hoping, praying, expecting for them to reach. And everything seems to be falling apart around them. And it's like dead weight is an issue on this team. There's too many players on this team that and I know Ray's made this point a lot of times, there's too many players on this team taking up minutes that are absolute passengers that like just are absolute traffic cones. They do nothing for us. You know, I know I was big on Jeff T because he had that one good game, but he had literally – I could not – I've never jinxed someone so badly in my entire life. Like, I went off on Jeff Teague in our group chat, and had, he literally – it's like somebody like replaced it, like his soul with another person's. Like, he's been so terrible. Tristan Thompson has good games, but I think that, like, he's a little bit slow for Brad's team. Robert Williams is inconsistent. You know, it's just like – I love Robert Williams, by the way. Like he's one of the ones I would keep, but it's like these minutes are just being wasted on a lot of these guys, and it's just like we just we. I just think we have to clean house with everybody but Tatum and Brown, and like I also would like to keep Robert Williams, but I don't know. Ray, you're going to say something.
2: Yeah, you know, thanks for having me. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. Uh, <laughs> no, I just the thing is, obviously, you know, we we've hopped on Tatum and Brown being young guys. <laughs> But you know, there. You know, obviously with you know Brown being twenty four and then Tanner being twenty two, I think he'll be twenty three in a few days. You know, he th- those two guys already as young guys know what their role is, right? But you have you know so many guys on the team like like Dave just alluded to that are just you know I said placeholders, they're, they're trash, you know. So that, that's the problem. That's an absolute problem in my opinion. So I just, I don't know what they're going to do as far as bringing someone in here, but they need to maybe go back to what they were in 2016, 2017, right? So that team, you know, had the Jay Crowders, had you know, I mean, obviously Al Horford was already established, but the reason why I brought that team up, you had a lot of guys on that team that knew that role or knew their role on that team. So when you have guys that know their role, that's just fine. You you can have two all-stars all day. There's other teams that have talented players, but the pieces around them don't fit. And that's what's happening right now. Now.
4: That's you, on Brad, Brad though, it, right? It's like that's on Brad because it's it, like it, well, it, he it, doesn't. His rotations it, are trash. It, his minute I, allocations are trash, and like nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. But what, yeah, what, do, you, what do
2: you do? Sorry, but what? Well, sorry, what do you do when? It's like you have to depend on the Carson Edwards. You have to depend on the Tremont Waters. That's wild. It's not like he's saying, "Hey, go give me this particular." Now, if he is, then you know, I hate, hate hate to see it, but it's like, damn, like really, like I I have to depend on the Shemmy. I have to depend on the Carson. I have to depend on. a top <laughs> of That's a problem.
4: Lately, but, they they energy, a period, yeah. but there was a period where we had guys playing. You know, guys like Jeff Teague, who was averaging like negative three points a game, playing. <laughs> you know, in nineteen minutes at that point, what? and like coming in in crunch time. And, you know, there's just, it's just like a lot of those rotations in that period of the season when we first started to slump, that was on him, you know, and it's just like, and I think that hit the confidence of everybody. And also, and I will say this, and I, I think that this does need to be said, it's not an excuse, but Tatum had COVID and you don't know, everybody gets affected by that differently. And his game has not been the same since he come. he's come back. I think he's going to be fine. And I think he's going to come back, you know, as the same player he was pr- prior to that happening. I think you can already see that happening. But that has affected us. You know, he is our best player. So, when, you know, argue, arguably our best player, you can argue over who our most important player is, but like offensively, like, you know, Jason Tatum is is so important for us that it, if he's not playing up to scratch, the whole system falls apart. You know what I mean? It's like, we talk about domino effects. It's like, I will say this also. I, why are you talking about Kyrie Irving, Wick? How, what good is that going to do for us? Oh, right well, like, he was asking a question. I know he's asking a question, but you're not fucking media trained. Like, you're the head of the whole organization. You can't, like,
1: dodge well, it's not. that it's question a good, I mean he, he could but he's a business and, but this is the problem I'm talking about Dave I don't disagree it doesn't help but this is part of the other problem and you know Ray it's interesting you mentioned the rotations and everything else and the, and the players and the talent because last week you had Brad out the door we'll come oh, back I, to I, that I, but I, I still do yeah I, I want to touch on what Dave just said about about the the COVID issues because this was actually brought up to me this week by somebody uh who was extremely close to the Boston Celtics back in the day and and that was the first thing he said to me was look at cam Newton. What happened to cam Newton after he had COVID the team was a completely, it was a shell of itself, the entire team because it was the guy right And in, in the NFL and football. The quarterback is the guy. Well, Jason Tatum is the guy in green for the Celtics. So if he goes down and he's not playing well, it's going to affect everybody around him. So maybe in time, this team will turn around because a, a 72 game season is a, a much longer period of time to turn around than a 16 game season. With that said, Danny Ames this week on Toucher and Rich on 985, the Sports Hub, said that he doesn't feel that this roster is good enough, but also expects them to contend this season. He also said, I'm not going to make a move for the sake of making a move and added, this is a me problem. So, Dave, you want to talk about deflecting?
4: And well, being I mean, mediocre. but that's what you have to say, right? Because if he comes on Toucher and Rich, and he goes, "We got to make a move, dude. We're desperate." Then you just like you absolutely bang. Like everyone knows you're desperate. When you say it out loud, you're you just you bang up all your negotiating power with any other GM. Where it's just like we know you're desperate. We know you, we have you over a barrel, so we get to finally fleece the guy that's like the most famous fleecer in the entire league. Everybody, you know, we've talked endlessly about Danny being in those positions where people don't want to deal with them because they're worried that they're going to get stolen from like it happened in Brooklyn. But then it really turned out that wasn't that bad of a trade for Brooklyn because they have three Hall of Famers on their team right now and we're trash. But at the end of the day, like if you're Danny, you can't say anything other than that. You just can't, you know, because otherwise you are showing your hand to everybody. I would not be surprised if he goes, yeah, we're definitely not going to make a move. And then he makes two moves. You know, I think honestly what their goal right now, though, is to just be profitable try and make the playoffs, you know, try and get the TV money in the playoffs and hopefully be able to make some moves because we're not, you know, we're not in the luxury tax, right? We're not getting luxury tax right now. No. So, you know, I think that they're prepared to go into the luxury tax area once they're ready to, I think that's going to be the, the signal where it's like we sign that one guy puts us over and we're okay. We're making a push now, but at this point, every franchise got hit by no fans in the stands last year. Every like Everybody's probably hemorrhaging money you know. in every single sport. You haven't seen big blockbuster trades for that reason. You haven't seen big blockbuster free agency signings like we were at the rate we be pre-COVID for that reason. So I think, I know it's a boring take, but I think we just need to be a little bit patient. We have a 24 and a 22-year-old. We have 24, and 22-year-old all-stars on our team. They're the future. If we can keep them, we're going to be all right. We're, and also, Jesus, man, how long are Brooklyn going to stay together? Because we're not going to be Tatum and Brown are not going to be able to beat those three for the foreseeable future, if you ask me. Not to be negative Nancy over here, but... Yeah, but when, no, when
2: I, Dave, you can't say that, bro. Because you,
4: you, you was the first one.
2: You've been saying this the last two or three months. So, actually, matter of fact, we had an argument on the live show about this. You were like, well, how long are we going to wait? You were the main one that said that. So Yeah, but I, now I we have I, to I wait. Wanna...
4: But now we're in the position where we have to wait. I was like, I want to trade. I want to trade these positions. I want to trade these picks to... Like, make a move now and try and make a run. And now I'm just accepting the fact that we're not there. We're not going to be contenders. I said that before James Harden got to Brooklyn. This, I, You know, yeah, it's like the, now them. the East is locked up. The East is completely locked up. Like, what do you want us to do about it? We're not going to win it. We're not going to win the East now. The thing is. Yeah, but is when, you can't when, tank
1: it, though. Go ahead, Bobby. When, when, when I'm not guys saying tank do, it. I didn't say no, tank because it.
3: Because it's definitely not a tank. Because when the bench guys do show up, that's the thing. It's like, you're right. You're right to a point. I'm very disappointed. I can't even watch this team right now. But at the same time, when that bench does show up and they play basketball they're capable of playing, when they play up to their potential, they're a solid basketball team. They can beat some but of the best teams what? in the like, NBA. What you, what's their, ceiling? What's they, their they, ceiling? Well, that's the thing. Is it, it, I don't know what the ceiling is, but when you have Robert Williams coming off the bench and putting up 14, 11, four, and three, like that's. Okay, but say you, t- but this and, is what I'm
4: saying. Like, this is what I'm trying to say. Take every single player. On this team, they're playing their absolute best. They're playing the best they possibly can. We're still not going to get past the Brooklyn Nets, and we're still not going to beat the Lakers in the finals. So we need to still add a piece to this team. So I think what Danny Ainge is saying, I think, makes a lot of sense to me, where it's like, okay, it's become clear now to us that we're not quite where we thought we were, The East has strengthened to a point that has left us behind a little bit with like the way that we are rotating. The West is incredibly strong. So whoever we face coming out of there, if we were to make it out of the East, is likely to beat us. With that accepted reality, I know it's not a fun thing to say on a sports show because we want to be like, yay, hooray, let's watch the Celtics and talk about them and like get subscribers. But it's just my honest opinion where it's like, it's the how long are we going to wait thing. I hope we keep them at this point, you know, I hope we keep them long enough to make a real championship run because it's with just the two of them. Do you know what I mean, Ray? It's like we have to add a third piece. Our value sucks right now. Like we, we would we would be trading away the farm right now because everyone's playing like shit. You have to get these players to play better in order to like trade them for anything of value or like trade. Do you know what I mean? So let me ask you this question then, right? So
2: Kemba, we know Kemba has not played back to backs. Kemba has played basically every other game, right? Now. Obviously, when we saw for him Friday night, you know, Mike said it first. Mike said this is the Kemba we need, right? So Got to thirty-two point yeah. right? So, you know, but I mean, the, the last five or six games though, he's he's had about. He's 20, been getting you know, better. He's, yeah, yeah, he's been getting better. So, my thing is, do you let him play every game so that you get his value up, and you could package him as smart to another team and in your first round pick next year to get somebody? Because that's that's the only way. That's the only way you're going to get some pieces back to build around Tatum and Brown, in my opinion. Well, so what, what not to do? answer
4: your not to answer your question with a question, but do you think that absolute best Kemba absolute best 24 year old Brown absolute best 22 year old Tatum can beat Harden Irving and Durant all healthy in the playoffs? Cause I just don't.
1: One so I have though.
4: to, I had to have to say, yes, I'd have to say, you do have to try to trade Kemba because this was like, when we, when we in our heads had Kemba Tatum and Brown going into the bubble playoffs and you said it yourself, and it was a very good point. This was our opportunity. And like, look how true that's become because the Brooklyn Nets, they didn't look like they look now, you know, because we knew that those two were coming back and then Harden showed up and it's like, holy shit, there's three of them. Durant can Mm -hmm. take a fucking vacation, you know, or sorry, uh, Irvin can take a vacation and they can still win games. You know, they just need one of those guys in the regular season. It's just like, it's, I know it's disappointing, but it's like at our best. Yes. The answer to your question is yes. I think you have to get his trade value up and then trade him. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Well, what's interesting, what's interesting to me is to to bring up. We've now brought up Kyrie. The only guy that we haven't brought up that was supposed to be that third piece, and that's I'm going to lead into the to, to my analysis by saying that is Gordon Hayward. Okay, we can't say that they haven't tried to bring in that third piece. They tried to do it with Kyrie because Kyrie was a bona fide winner. He had won in Cleveland. Then they tried to do it with Hayward because they figured Hayward was a bigger guy, but also he was Brad's guy. Freak injury. I mean, Kyrie just didn't work out because I think Kyrie and Brad are like oil and water. Hayward didn't work out because of a freak injury. They bring in damaged goods and Kemba Walker thinking he's going to be ready to go by the start of the season when he gets there, and he wasn't, then he gets re-injured. So we can't say that they haven't tried to bring in the third guy. The problem is that when they, to me, is that when they do bring that third guy in, they still extend the bench too far. So you're giving those minutes away. It goes back to that power struggle I brought up last week on the show. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Yeah. So I think a couple of things, right? I think when I see that message, I'm not going to make a move for the sake of making a move. When I read that, when I hear that, I hear Danny saying, I'm not going to trade anyone unless I can absolutely fleece the other team. That's what he's been doing. So he kind of. But nobody has their- value right now. Well, I, I, but that's – I'm just telling you, like, when, when I hear that's that, like he does not do a trade unless he absolutely wins. And I get it, but that's only happened a couple times so far. Also, I'm not sure that if Kemba's his, at his best, Jalen's at his best, and Jason is at his best, if they don't beat Brooklyn because James Harden doesn't show up in the playoffs. just doesn't. And I it's think – I think You're talking Durant, about one game seven.
4: You're like, if it's like that one game seven, it's not just one game.
3: It's not one game. I think it was that's a, a very dangerous things.
4: position to take. I think that James Harden with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is going to fucking well, show up in the playoffs. I mean, do. this, he,
3: doesn't he doesn't have to. Run. He has that's, KD and Irving. That's, it that's what it comes down to. Is He doesn't Don't show need up. to anymore. <laughs> he doesn't need to anymore because he's got those two. But if it's this version of Harden, this version of Harden – is one of the most dangerous basketball players I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. He, he's unbelievable right now. Where he he's mad. playing he defense, pissy. he has a point to yeah. Prove. It's it's a different it's a different Harden version that uh, we Kim, didn't Kim Cole, see. Bobby. In it's not the ISO Harden. It's yeah. It's funny. The, I'm, I'm, right I'm going to call you an actual or. point guard. It's it's he's <laughs> honestly he's taking the identity of what. <laughs> his coach used to be. He looks like. Listen, I've I've told you guys I've come back on that take many times. If that's the Harden that we got all day, man, it's if not that, the Harden
1: we would have gotten no. though. It not might the be though. How, 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 do how do we know, man? This guy. We know that, man, guy, how do we you know know that because he's playing. He's right playing now. with KD and Kyrie Irving. But he's he a, d- he's,
3: but he doesn't even need those two right now. Is like Kyrie he doesn't, out but he's
1: still not the best out of those three. Do you see what I'm saying? If he goes he's definitely not. I agree. But if he comes to Boston, he's injured. The guy, he is the guy. If he comes to Boston, so this is how I know, right? Because to yeah. Mike's point, saying that if he goes into the, when he goes to the playoffs, he's nothing. When when was the last time he was with two young guys on a team and they were supposed to go all the way and didn't? I believe that's the team that Ray and I were trying to ban. Right? Was that Oklahoma City? Yeah, I, so, I mean, they, well, they
2: they got there. And He choked. He choked. in sure. the finals, though. He choked to the finals. I just said he did choke in the finals. He did. He was. But
3: that's my young. point: is he doesn't have well, the, to be that Houston. But that Houston, that, Houston, that Houston series against Golden State, they should have won that series too. And he absolutely. I mean, which which I mean, which, which which year? That was him. He, he faced them Both years. <laughs> Both years. There was two years where they had them up against the ropes, and James Harden just won Ice cold. And there is that, last, Fair that last game you're seven talking where- about,
4: You're talking about, you're leveling the criticism at James Harden. I'm not trying to defend James Harden here, but I do think he's like maybe one of the best, off- if not the best offensive basketball players of all time. And I think that you're leveling the criticism at James Harden that he didn't beat a generationally good Golden State Warriors team. Like, oh, sure. uh, yeah. You, yeah. everybody holds these two thoughts in their head at the same time. That's the best team I've seen in my lifetime. And James Harden sucks because he couldn't beat them. Like, how can both things be true? You know what and I mean? It's like, I know that he went cold. No I know,
1: I know that, I,
4: I know that I understand that like he went cold and like, he, you know, he had his opportunity, didn't take those opportunities. And I do understand that criticism, but I mean, Jesus, you know, it's the golden state warriors. Like they're going to punish you when that stuff happens. Like th- there's times where it doesn't happen to him. And it's, you know, it just comes back to the fact that he's very good at basketball and, I think locker room chemistry is less of a thing in basketball than it is in other sports. I think what matters is who how good your guys are. And when you can get a guy, and I, you know, Ray and I agreed on this when the trade rumors were happening with Harden. When you can get a guy as good as James Harden, you go get him. You do everything. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. I I absolutely do not regret going to get Kyrie Irving because you're an idiot if you don't try and make that trade. It's like I understand it didn't work out, but you got to do everything you can to go get him because. He's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and I'll say this, and I, I did appreciate your point, Joe, about trying to go get the third piece, and it, it's not that easy. You know what I mean? I mean, this isn't a market that people like love coming to. We know that about Boston. We they, people have seen it not work out with Kyrie, etc. But with Hayward. I see a lot of people on Celtics Twitter, which we've talked about how Celtics Twitter is a fucking swamp, but it's, I see a lot of people on Celtics Twitter, you know, being like, Oh, look great. Good, great job trading or get rid of Hayward or letting him go because look how well he's playing down South. It's like, no, I mean, that's, that happens all the time. He needed to change the scenery
3: for that to happen. That's different.
4: Yeah. You know? That's different. That's yeah. His he, team. He's had, a, his he's team. had
1: a, If totally if watched the you
0: know,
3: Hornets. A, they run offense around Gordon Hayward. And like, he play he is, makes he the he way he wants guy. to. And, and,
4: yeah. A hundred percent. And like, he needed to change his scenery. I mean, like it was like the first few minutes of his Boston career when that ankle <laughs> happened. Yeah, you know the dude just had no. If he had any luck in Boston, it was bad luck. And it's yeah, just it like, was. It wasn't
3: happening in Boston. It wasn't, meant to, it, it it wasn't, wasn't meant, meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Here.
4: Agreed. And the I don't criticize Danny for that. I don't criticize him for trading for Kyrie Irving. I don't criticize him for trading for Gordon Hayward. A lot of bad luck and did what they were exactly supposed to do. So I personally, I disagree. I don't level it on Danny H because I think he's made all the choices that we wanted him to make up to yeah. the point. Yeah. Was I, were you right about um, uh, Turner and how he was getting a little greedy on the trade? You absolutely were. But in his head, he was thinking, I can go and get Tristan Thompson and that's a decent alternative without having to give up the farm. And we all agreed that was a decent alternative at the time. Yeah, it may absolutely. not have necessarily worked out that way, but we did at the time say, well, I mean, Tristan Thompson's fair enough and we got him for free. So He's making the choices we want him to make, so the blame game's not. We're not there yet, I don't think. And I think in three years, when we have a championship contention team, because we're a little bit patient, you know, maybe we'll,
3: maybe we'll be with Danny at that point. When you bring up Celtics Twitter, so, so yes, their take that they should have gotten Gordon Hayward is great because he was gone, he was leaving no matter what, but for sure. I feel like it's like and everybody that, wanted him out by the way. That's what they're right. missing though. Right. And I feel like that's really what what Celtics Twitter is, is upset about is yes. they're missing they're missing what Gordon Hayward brought to this team. Where it was like that exactly, same Twitter fan base
4: was talking shit about Gordon Hayward for the entire but that's, playoffs.
3: though. That's the piece they're missing though where it's that guy right. that can give them those minutes and you can depend on what he's going to give you every single night. And it's like you're putting him in for 10 points eight rebounds and six assists every night, no matter what. And that's the guy they're missing right now, whether it be playmaking, whether it be defense, they're missing the Gordon Hayward energy. And it's so obvious that's what's missing from this team. But when you watch them every night, you're like, they're just missing something. And that that, to me is what it is.
2: Right, but that that's why they're clip, A lot of people on Twitter and then like the media pundits, like Forsberg and Scal and some other guys, like they're clamoring for the Celtics to go get Harrison Barnes because that's it right now. If you that's look at it. his numbers Same in Sacramento, right. seven, 17 six, and five. Oh, there was another guy here that averaged seventeen six and five last year, Gordon Hayward. So that's exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Not, and I'm not saying that's what you said, DK, but. That's why you can't necessarily punt on the season. Because if you get a guy that's going to get you 17, 6 to 5 to match when Kemba's not on, or Tatum and the, Tatum and Brown are not on depending on the night, then you can still beat most teams. And then you get a smart back, that's healthy. And then you do what you said, Bobby. Now instead of paying Christian being the sixth guy, now he's eight and nine. And now your front seven, not front seven, I thinking football still, but your first seven to eight what off the that. bench. You know, right, exactly. But it's like, you know, then you have, you know, Kemba, Smart, Tatum, Brown. Thompson, you know Harrison Barnes, and it's like now that pushes everybody back down. Now right. we're talking about something, but well, until you get that kind of piece, you can't get that. Yeah,
4: right. We're and and it brings it full circle to those. Punt. I'm not saying punt, punt on the season, though. I, I can't. I'm not saying punt on the season. I'm not saying like let's tank. Let's get a high draft pick. Sixteen take.
1: and seventeen in sixth place mm-hmm. in the East. You I'm not saying that.
4: Season. But the thing is, as we sit here right now, we, you and I are in agreement. All of our guys have lowered in value. So there's no point in trading anybody right now <laughs> right. because we're going to get we're going to get right. absolutely fucking fleeced, right? The only so, two
3: guys that have value are Pritchard and Williams. Those are the only two. Yeah,
4: I mean you he, he has you Pritchard has value to you cuz you have his poster up above your bed, but <laughs> he,
3: <laughs> No, no, Peyton Pritchard's
4: very good and I hope in 3 or 4 years like he's a big piece of the team, but but Love right it. now just I'm just saying right now, right this second, we're all in agreement that we agree with Danny Age. We can't really make a trade right now because we're going to get lower value for our money you know we've got a dent in the car and if you get the dent fixed you'll get more money for it because it's just going to like look a little bit better now Ray's saying we shouldn't trade later we should see the ceiling of this team out get that one more piece and see who we can beat and I'm saying now that the Nets look as they do and the Lakers look as they do you know maybe that's not the route to go it doesn't really matter we can just see how it plays out at this point you know.
1: I had Jessica yeah. Alba's poster from Sin City above my bed. Not Dark Angel. That?
3: It wasn't. You didn't go Dark
4: Angel. No, Dark you City? know,
1: I just that was a little bit before Sin City. It okay. wasn't much. Right. Luck, yeah. but you had was, Jessica Alba. There. I had Alan Alda. So similar. Uh, similar. Very similar. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's close. Big they, Mash they, they, fan. Yeah. But- <laughs> Oh, my God. So, Jeez. all right. so, <laughs> so going, staying, with the, staying with the Celtics double, theme. Double on <laughs> Tundra. <laughs> staying with the Celtics theme. Again, looking at what Danny Ainge was saying this week when asked multiple times. When he was asked if he, they could have done things differently, him specifically, he said, there are things, but I won't address those because they involve people. I don't like to point fingers. There are choices we made that could have made a difference. What is... Wh- what you talking about? He, he, he that's, misfired.
0: That's such a, he misfired on Hayward. Like that's just what yeah. it is. It, that's it just. That's oh, the big one. Just come out Who and say that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, just, we know. Like, just we know. come out and say that. Like, you, Joe, you had it right. You said this is all the things that he could do, but he's not going to do it. But no, I don't. He, I don't agree. Because he wants agree because
4: has made that you point. You cannot agree after I'm
0: done, though. Seventeen, but, seventeen, just, just, seventeen, just five there. and
4: four. We liked it. We liked seventeen, five and four
0: he missed on getting the return for Hayward and just letting him go for free. He should have done the trade with Indiana. There should have oh, been something sorry. More I thought you more. That. Yeah, No, no. There should I, have been something more. more. Like when he says like... that he missed on people, that's what he missed on. I don't yeah. know
4: if that's
3: what he means.
0: I, I, I don't think that is I think he because... means Kyrie
3: Irving's a dick. I think that's what
1: he means. But well, we, well, we all know that. But, but the thing, like
3: when it comes to, to when it comes to Gordon Hayward, is like I feel like Gordon got that offer and he was going. You know what I mean? Even if Danny was being greedy, I feel like that Indiana thing was it was overblown I because he wanted as to soon go to as uh, he did, but as soon as Gordon Hayward was getting twenty eight, what is he getting now? Twenty five million dollars a year? As soon as he got that offer, man, it's all over. You know, know what I, I mean, mean? Then right, we that. we're it's, like, it's if someone's going to over, overpay for it him, It doesn't matter, right? So, but it doesn't look like an overpayment now. It it really doesn't. I feel like it's a Kemba thing. I feel like it is a a Kyrie thing. I feel like he just regrets not making that move. And just, I feel like he does look at this team and he gets frustrated because that's what he has now. And it's not what he wanted this team to be. You know what I mean? Because there were so many moves he could have made and he didn't. And this is the team he has now.
0: If our leadership is still this hung up on the fact that Kyrie Irving's not here, we have a big problem. Like, If they can't move on, we have a huge problem. Here.
4: Right, but is that the message, though, Mike? Like, Is the message like, I don't know, man, our plan this, with this team really heavily involved Kyrie Irving, and we're really not sure what to do now.
0: Well, Wick said it. Yeah,
1: I, said I, it. yeah, I, yeah but I, I think look, Danny's was, Danny
4: was saying the same thing. He's like, oh, and, the it, things involve people. The people was Kyrie Irving. He's like, Kyrie Wick, Irving's a tool. That's Wick, what he's saying. Ainge.
1: Because Danny Ainge did his media after Wick. So that's what I was talking about. Is And another interesting question came up uh, in that same interview with Danny, and, and that's kind of where I'll go with, with this conversation, Dave, now, is that they asked him, "Are you were you uncomfortable when Wick Grosbeck came out and talked about play, uh, personnel, playing time, all these other things that really are two levels below him, right? So, even though they're not, it's his team. But that's exactly what Danny said. Danny said, well, it's his team. He can say whatever he wants. But I also feel now thinking about it and listening to what you were saying, Dave, is that's just lip service because it's not how he feels and Wick Rosbeck blew up his spot and really put him in a position. But rest assured, guys, Wick Rosbeck has... uh, full confidence in and made a commitment to Ainge and Stevens staying in Boston and Danny Ainge on Toucher and Rich. when asked about Stevens future as a Celtics head coach denied any chance of there being a change. So, so Ray, no, Sam Cassell.
3: Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, it's not
2: a Ooh, shocker wildlife.
1: though. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I said it on a
2: Tuesday show, that'd be in the yeah, show notes yeah. as well. But that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Like it's ridiculous to me, but then I thought about it. He's only had two coaches in his tenure here.
4: You know, yep. it was Doc Rivers yep. for nine years. I like giving coaches time to build a, a culture. You know what I mean? I, I just think I think the worst thing that he said there is he packaged Danny and Brad together. That's a little disconcerting to me because I think that's him saying yeah, like, they
2: he, can do no wrong.
3: One goes, both one. go. And I, one, I don't agree with one's that. the other. Yeah. Yeah. OK, but OK. I, cool. I, I don't either. I don't either. Let me go to
2: right now. Come on, Mike,
3: (laughs) go drive it in. (laughs) Well, of course that's what he's gonna say, though, because any coach listen, the fact that question is being asked and you hear they're both safe. You know what that tells me? They're not safe. You know what I mean? Like anytime that happens in an in a market Mm -hmm. where you're directly asking a GM and an owner, are are these guys safe? And they're saying yes, they're safe, instead of scoffing at it, instead of being like, What's are you kidding? You know what I mean? There's so many other answers besides. Yes, these are my guys, and it's like yeah. when it's I hear that, do, that like, if if from an owner, question, they're not. Those aren't your guys. Yeah. I'm. Sorry, if you ask that
4: question, if the answer is yes, they're safe, then they're not safe. And the if the answer is no, they're not safe, then they're definitely not safe. So like right. you're right. fucking damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because no, it's like right. you need to be like, of course. What a stupid question that was. Like right. <laughs> otherwise, it's like ooh, uh oh. <laughs> Now it sounds like a
3: press release, you know, it's like when Jerry Jones, not to always go back to this, but when Jerry Jones was asked about Jason Garrett over the years, it was never he's safe. It was he's Cowboy's family. He is here. Jason Garrett is part of this. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeehaw. He's safe. Right. It wasn't. He's safe. He's this. It was. This is what's happening. I just always so, picture
4: Jerry Jones doing finger guns, like dancing. Oh, oh always. Texas Tech, <laughs> you guns know, up. You know what, He's you going know guns up, bro. Guns up. <laughs> you know what
1: would be a hell of a party is uh, Jerry Jones and Jim Irsay. But anyway, moving on to free agents. We can get back to that conversation later. But free agents in the NBA. So regardless of – hey, look, if if Wick gets rid of Brad and Danny and says, I'm taking over the team, would you guys want – I'm just going to – without cutting too many corners here would you guys want isaiah thomas and or demarcus cousins on this team right now
4: Oof. i'd rather have cousins that would than yeah, like, i would just be admitting defeat
1: yeah okay would, so would, that's would, the end of that conversation well, so,
2: I, would no, just, I, would, I mean it's a lot how cheap it's can a, you a get Mean I mean, oh, I mean he's basically guaranteed for, for 2.3 because that's what Houston guaranteed him once he got signed on. But I mean, obviously, you can get him around the same amount, if not lower, that's that's even better. I, I think I think people miss the spirit that IT and his teams brought to Boston. So that's why we're so hooked on it, right? You know, it's just like obviously defensively, no, it doesn't make sense to bring him here. Not defensively, no. but just that guy that you know, okay, if I give him the ball in the fourth quarter. It's IT time. IT. He, he's not going to fade away.
4: And his shot. Was nice. up, his shot. Yeah, was so nice, you can bro. so I, I Dude, watching here, him watching yeah, him because was one on one with John Wall and winning was like yeah, the most I was there, fun I've had watching the Celtics in the last yeah in the last you know, decade. That, that, decade, that, that you know, game two so. Kelly, yeah, Kelly Olynyk yeah,
3: MVP yeah, chance game seven. Come on. Yeah, that was that was the same. Let's go. That was the same. Those teams were fun to watch.
4: They were you know, they were plucky, you know, they were young, they were plucky, like but Brad was still we were the guys knew their role. Everybody that, knew their the role exactly. They had,
3: they had the role. Ex- they had the guys that you could trust five, six, seven, eight. They had Crowder. They had Evan Turner. They had Avery Bradley. Guys, when they checked in the game, you weren't like, oh shit, fuck, here comes Javante Green. Oh my God. Here come, I mean, John, Javante didn't play bad the other night, but oh no, here comes fucking T. You know what I mean? There, there's Chemi guys Ojale. that check in, right? There's guys that check in on the Celtics <laughs> right now where you're like, dude, why? All right, nice. all right. We're, here. Goes here. I, goes I agree with that
4: point 8. about the energy, man. Because we need right. a winner. You know, we're, we need yeah, somebody that can come in on a spark. You know, but if that's we're good. gonna get
3: a point, we need a distribution point guard. That's the guy we need. We need someone that, that's gonna create the shot for Tatum and Brown, rather than yeah. Pritchard though, because Pritchard's ceiling. You know, right, right, exactly. Because if you have someone in there that, because listen, I don't disagree with that take. I don't know if you guys saw it, where someone said that the reason Brown and uh, Tatum aren't elite is because they don't create and make the game easier and better for not, everyone not, else. Not they're, every, they're, night. Not about every night.
2: That's the problem. Not every night. Right. They but do it, but you, it's not every if,
3: night. If you brought in someone who that is their sole focus and, and, and you set these two up to be that them, let them score 30 points and get 16 assists out of, I'm just going to throw it out there, Rondo. Yep, exactly. Like that, Bingo, yep. That, yep. that is guy exactly that, who needs that, the guy that, that could exactly. take this team – to yeah. to yep. to what we think they can be, because exactly. when you when you have someone setting him up for forty, like thirty to forty points on a nightly basis, and going not only going to be trying to get them in their shot, but that is his only focus. We've seen that from Ronda before, where it's almost the downside of his game. Where before, all he does, all he does is, is set. No, that's I'm, so, I'm here for, for that. That's exactly who they need. That's exactly <laughs> who they need. Yeah. the other is, night. You. Before Dave's head explodes and
0: he goes off about Rondo, I just want to say I think that we look back on those Celtics teams from like the early Brad Stevens era, and we said they were fun to watch. So they were, but that's because they had no expectations, none, and they always exce- they always exceeded. That's true. That's now that's when true. you. Put- now, yeah. when you put pressure on them, they can't meet it. So, yeah, it was cool. Like they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it was he was awesome here. I, I love it. But that was not a winning team. You could not win a championship with that team. We knew it. We know it now. And and if, then we were just in the moment because they they just over exceeded expectations that were so low. We we came close with that team, though. I don't know. If you took that bench, listen. If you took, you're an injury you took away, that injury
4: away, you are an bench, injury away. That, that was their,
3: and put them. With this starting lineup, they win a championship, yeah. Business. We're in facts, fucking, facts, you give me facts. Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and Kelly Alina coming off preach, the bench, we're preach, in business, preach, man. Though that's the bench Jay we Crowder. need. You, right, I, I, listen, I, I don't mean. love Jay Crowder either. <laughs> what's, what's but I love Jay Crowder as my seventh guy, guy coming right. That's yeah, off that's, the bench. That's, I'm perfect. Perfect. that's what it is. It's
4: like when you look at it, if you take it's like you guys weren't there watching him just like a jack up bricks for, for No, he, so long. He, he, he definitely had moments where you're like
2: you scratch your head, but it was like once again him being your seventh, eighth guy as opposed to freaking Shemi Ojale or sure. or Jeff yeah, T, sure, My yeah. God, like and once again, it's tough to keep guys you know? like
4: that. Though you know, it's tough to keep them when they get a little bit better and like you know they are good. Role, they're good role players for a reason, and it's like tough to keep them when you're trying to like build something over four or five years. Can we go back to the Rondo thing for a second? Yeah, come here. Yeah, tough, tough, yeah, like, tough, let's, like, let's talk about a it. Fucking, <laughs> A fucking like the there's like a little green man that's like my celtics fan that like lives inside me and you guys were like rajan rondo and like my brain just started flashing images of like Rajon rondo like standing still just picking out like dimes to kevin garnett and paul pierce dude times we never thought would go away you know like just such a different time of my life i'm like 18, everything's great. Got my whole life ahead of me, and Rajon Rondo is just like not running, just like just throwing like a quarterback on the court. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. give me that again for that one brief moment. And then I remember that he's a million, and he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> it's just like, no, but he, come he, on, he, he's, he's not he, going. He's not the same guy. No, he was, he, he
3: was really good with LA last year. He was right, really but, good. We, you
2: know, yeah, but he was playing I, with. I a, got. I, got, Dave, I, I understand what you're coming from, Dave. Like, we don't need him to be the guy in 2010 to get you that when it got 29, 18 and 13 in game four against cleveland we don't need that guy we don't need the guy that got 44 and 12 against the heat we don't need that guy I like that guy oh, 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 <laughs> of, of, of course but that was such a good not...
3: rondo that was unbelievable i remember that yeah. when it he was dropping three it was just tv rondo it was tv rondo i was <laughs> like right. why can't you always yeah, do that it was unbelievable right. but that that's, that's that was when i remember that. a facebook post came up where i was like literally preaching that is like the future of the nba i was like if this dude can develop that three-point shot like that yeah, it's I mean, over. He's, he's, he's,
2: like, he's, he's ridiculous. So it's just like, that's the thing. Like, we just need someone who's going to say, hey, you're going to be in the spot, you're going to be in that spot, and just find it, just make the game easier for our two stars. That's what yeah, we but need. You,
4: you know for a fact that the Celtics fan base will not be able to accept Rajon Rondo in that role. You know for yeah, a fact that when Rajon Rondo comes back. Don't He's watch. A, it's going to be don't like, right? don't like, don't watch. Don't watch. That's know, fine. Don't dude, watch. But it's just like, no, I'm not saying know, you. I'm saying anybody like, that feels that way
2: that, don't, that doesn't have, you know, a sense of IQ in it, but like, don't watch it then. Forget it. Like Rondo is a basketball savant when it comes to moving to basketball. Yeah. That is not sure, an opinion. That sure. is a fact. So, no,
3: sure. yeah, so
2: it's like, yeah, let that go. Let it go.
3: Right. And it's like, that's it. It, they, they don't have anyone on that team. That's that role. Kemp is not a creation point guard. He's not a playmaking point guard. He never will be. It's never what he was. He's a scorer. He's a guy that you can trust to go out and get those points. And yes, Pritchard is that guy. I love Peyton Pritchard. We all know that, but he's not at that level yet. You know what I mean? He can't be that guy that you can rely upon to create for this team on a consistent night in night basis. It's just not going to happen yet. So it's, if they can get that guy to come in here and be a creator for this team, yeah. Yeah.
0: So for you guys, what would be – not to seal this, Joe, but like for you, would you rather have a facilitating point guard that creates a shot for for Brown and Tatum, or would you rather have a, a big man come in that at the end of the game can sure up the paint? I mean, I, again, Boogie Cousins isn't a defensive savant, right? But he will make you think twice about driving. And he's pretty good right now for what you get him for cheap. So what would you guys rather?
4: I mean, are we taking – a punt on Boogie Cousins. That makes me feel like, that makes me feel like we've given up. You know what I mean? It's like, let's go get Boogie Cousins and like see what we can do. I, I think like Ray's right. I think the best thing you do is you just like nurse your wounds right now. I think you you try to rehab Kemba. You manage his minutes. You try and get Marcus Smart back fully healthy. You don't rush him back. You don't freak out about the record slide and you let Tatum and Brown play their game. You know, I think that's the way to do it. If you go get Boogie Cousins, you're rejigging stuff. You're screwing up your minutes rotation again. I just think it, Danny is right at the end of the day. It's like you don't make a trade just to make a trade. You don't sign a player just to sign a player. My mom used to bring me to Blockbuster Video and I would walk around Blockbuster Video and I would be like, I got to get something. And my mom would be like, you don't. <laughs> we can just go home and, you know, you can do something else. And I'm like, but we came all the way here. You got to get something. That's when you, you, run, that's get when you rent a video
3: game.
0: There yeah, was, well, time... I mean, I would,
4: you know, I'd be standing there yeah. looking at them and nothing to jump out at me. I mean, uh, you know what I'd end up doing? I'd end up going home with Boogie Cousins, Wait, and fun... I wouldn't be
3: happy. Fun fact I'm on the top 10 wanted list for, for overdue video rental fees. And well, all, there's only
1: one block in Oregon, so
3: all of them, every single video rental place you could think of. There was like, <laughs> I walked in there, they're like, bro.
4: So you money.
1: put them on a lot of business Thanks for that one. Uh, one time I wish I could I go
3: back in time and just
4: be like, I'm renting all the videos and never giving them back because you're all going out of business in like eight minutes.
1: I had <laughs> lots of
3: old school PS2 games with that blockbuster video tag on it. You know what I mean, Where they put like <laughs> that sticker on there. Bobby, yeah, you call
1: did. them overdue. They call that shoplifting. So <laughs> there was a time, there was a time, and it was about 1999. So walked had. into a blockbuster video in Milford, Massachusetts, which is now a five guys burgers and fries. Neither one of those places are sponsors. Wait,
4: Milford, uh, Massachusetts is a five guys burgers and fries. Yeah, and we I've walked, walked in
1: there and we rented Air Force One with Harrison Ford. Still a great oh, movie. Oh, yeah, great movie. And we got home, we started watching Get it. Off there point. was some violence, there was some stabbing, there was some language and my dad gets up mid movie and looks at it and goes oh i didn't know this was rated r well hell we're halfway through it now, so and that was the first time I watched an R-rated movie when I was ten. Nice Air Force One, that's yeah. a good one. That's yeah, a good, it was that's with my dad. So yeah. might as might as well watch it with him and somebody else, right? That's a good one. <laughs> so my my thing about the Celtics here is I, I to go with what Dave just said is we got to give it time. Good transition. Give the, that's a uh, great transition. Thank you. If you if I was gonna transition to the NFL, <laughs> but we're still a little just early. let him do it. Why yeah, <laughs> right. you always gotta call me out? She, all right. Well, so welcome back to the Sunday Night Sports Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> just me, Dave, and Rayshon. Uh Mike, and Bobby have <laughs> mysteriously left the show. But no what what I th- what I think about this team is I think there's just so many moving parts right now. Whether it comes to guys not being fully healthy, maybe an owner not wanting to spend because there still aren't fans in the stands. Which as of March 22nd, there will be fans in the stands again. But you
4: don't want to eat a luxury tax when you're not getting any revenue from ticket sales. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's true, and you do have twenty eight and a half million dollars in trade exception, which Danny said to the same point. Dave and I were talking about. You don't want to make a move to make a move. That doesn't mean he has to make it now. That plays into the off season as well, and that was kind of what he alluded to was that there's not much there now. We'll wait and see what we can get down the line. So that
3: uh, go ahead, Bobby. But yeah, before we transition to NFL, that that trade exception, DK. I don't want to. Shoot down that Bradley Beal theory you had on that pod with me and you. It's not a theory. I, it, that was not a theory. That was me going, this would
4: be my best case scenario. I don't think it's that's,
3: that's a real thing. That listen, Tatum and Beal are boys. So, like, if if there's someone that Tatum literally like go to Ainge friend, right? and be like, listen, you need to go all in to get this dude here, it's Bradley Beal. That's the guy he's going to go and vouch for and say, this is the guy that's going to take us over the top. Not sure what it's going to take sir. to get him. But if there's someone that that he wants, it is him.
4: If we ever get Bradley Beal <clears throat> with Tatum and Brown still on the team, I will fly to Boston and we are all going yard, all of us. Like as this, like I will go absolutely ape shit. Like I'm getting on a plane that day. That is a solemn promise. I don't think it's going to happen, but
3: that would we'll be unbelievable. In, walk in Danny's office, be like, listen, missing the point. We're here for. If we're uh,
4: we we're we're like with everything. the band, don't yeah, worry. I, I am also a
1: fan of Bradley Beal because, like Stan Lee, I very much enjoy alliterations in names. So, what are our final thoughts on the NBA and the South? I, I, This is the third time I've I. Mean that, the I mean, I mean that that was that was a total no, that,
3: Stanley, was, that, was a Marvel, love...
2: that was a Marvel joke, guys.
3: If
4: you didn't understand, yeah, I'm with it. that. <laughs>
3: it
1: was it was really marvelous.
3: Marvel future, future, future podcast <laughs> foreshadow is what that is. Marvel.
1: Is this where you guys tell me that this is just a word document, and not a real podcast?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Joe not- wanted to have a podcast, but we wouldn't let those <laughs> dangerous thoughts on the internet. So we just kinda opened up a private Zoom, mm-hmm. and told
1: them we were on a podcast.
3: That eight. That aid is just imaginary. There's
1: no one actually up. watching. It's yeah, up we made that up. at one point. So, well, no, I guys, I think it, I think what we've all agreed here is that, that this has been a great therapy session about the Celtics because I think we all went into this thinking we were going to be a lot more upset than we actually are when actually we're coming away with Dave saying that he agrees with Danny. Uh, and basically, the, the words from everybody else is it's not time to panic yet, right? Because Mike brought up a great point. Mike, your point was that before the season, we all said, If they don't do something, this is what it's going to be. And then Ray and I decided to put them fourth in the East because that's where they should be with the team as currently constituted. But then Harden gets traded to Brooklyn, and now we have a a bigger issue.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. If there's any doubt right now if this team can do something or not, we're going to know with the second half of the schedule because this thing, I don't know if you guys have seen it, if you really looked at it, but it is. Brutal. We have Mavericks, Sixers, Hornets, all within the first two weeks of coming back after the All Star break. Then the Nuggets, Trailblazers, Lakers, Nets, all on a consecutive week. So there's if-
4: a version of this team though, and it's not the most recent version, but there's a version of this team, Bobby, that goes and beats those kinds of teams. But like the shittier, the shittier tier teams, you like, know. Like the kind of remind me of uh, a football team.
3: Yeah, it's one Steelers.
1: Oh, but we'll, we'll like, get there, hey, too. Oh. <laughs> oh,
3: we're Jesus. all sitting
4: here. We're all friends now, watching man. the Celtics right. no, together, we, we just, commiserating just, over the Celtics, and then you're like, hey, remember the Steelers? Remember part? this, guys? Remember this shit? Remember that? <laughs> right.
2: Hey, wow. No. That's crazy. Go ahead, right. No, I was saying, we just had a comment saying that Boogie Cousins is not changing his team. Well, guess what, Mr. Silva? Neither is Daniel Tice or Sammy Orgely either. So, (laughs) So That's
3: the thing is, like, I I, I wouldn't want Boogie because I truly believe... If there's one thing I want to come away with from this season is if Robert Williams is legit. So, like, I I think that... Listen, Daniel Tice needs to take a backseat. All these guys need to take a backseat to Robert Williams because if there's one person that looks like he can actually dominate an NBA floor on the Celtics besides Tatum and Brown, it is Robert Williams. Cause there are times man where he looks, he's just a presence, you know what I mean? When he pretty gets streaky. rolling, pretty streaky,
0: as, but like those but upside streaks are, yeah. are legit. Yeah. But he's yeah. never played more than 13 games in a row. Like so, like that needs to change. Right. we need to figure out if, if he's a if he's a big man for the long haul. Because if he isn't, if he can only do this for like you know sporadically throughout the season, then what? Like yeah, he's a high ceiling, but if he can't do it consistently, if he can't be a you know in a regular season where like a sixty time you know sixty game season, like that's a problem for me. But the only reason like,
4: I bring in Boogie Cousins is because watching Tristan Thompson, just my personal opinion, play offensive basketball is It's so
3: unpleasant sometimes. Yeah, it's really <laughs> It's, it's, it's real. Well, yeah, I mean, right. I mean it's
2: it definitely a MCA type of game. He looks like me out there at times. Off- offensively, anyway. Defensively, yeah. yeah he, he plays just old man basketball, just, but like, not bodies. in
3: a fun That's way. It. Yeah, he just yeah. bodies yeah. people.
4: Yeah, yeah pr- pretty, pretty but much. But then he got bodied by Zion. That was embarrassing. Did you see? That? I he mean, everyone that? gets
2: bodied by Zion.
3: So yeah. Just saying. I know, like it just hurts when it happens to us. We need to not mention, listen. Marcus smart is so much so important to this team. And like, I I know we're being really positive for such a team that we've been talking so much shit about, but I really feel like there's
4: still a lot of talent on the team.
3: Right. and, And like, if you watch, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there's a clip from that, that Hawks game that we got smoked by where Marcus smart is shouting coaching on the defensive end to the entire team. Like he's telling Jeff Teague, he needs to slide over. He's telling Tristan Thompson needs to, he needs to rotate up. So like having him actually on the court, I feel like does make a big difference in this team. And seeing when he comes back healthy, we'll see what this team really has. So like I guess you know, that we're going to know.
2: I'll
4: tell you why we're more positive though, is because we came into this season with a set of expectations. Those expectations have been crushed. We've Holy all God. gone through now the yeah. morning period, denial, anger, I don't know rage, shame. I don't know what all the other ones are. Not but turning like, him
3: on, we're just like
4: yeah, you know, yelling at each other, yelling at ourselves, crying in the shower, whatever process you went through about <laughs> the Celtics team, and then we came into this show, and we're all we're all, uh, we're all basically at the end of the group cycle, and that is acceptance. I and I don't know, and, and acceptance. So, I mean-
2: Joe so Joe, it could be bargaining. So we might test.
4: still be at bargaining. I don't know.
2: Joe had to come for me on the air on Tuesday because I mean I, I damn near had a meltdown. Like I literally like like in the middle we was, we was in the middle of having a point and I literally was just like oh god like they like this team is so bad he was just like you know like, hey like take a deep breath it's okay.
1: And I like, it's yeah, even it's worse like when my we're. Brain right now like, it's, it's so worse bad. when we're recording during a game too because then you, yeah. you're watching it happen it's like it's as you're talking about it. Yeah, yeah so, so I mean Ray, just don't turn on the game against. Washington that starts in a minute, and and we'll be fine. I, 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 so, can't,
2: I can't though. That's the problem. Like,
1: so I, can I? I'm, I'm, can, glued ahead, to,
2: I'm glued to the foolishness.
1: So, so just to to recap, the first hour we we have accepted kind of what's going on with the Celtics, kind of as Mike just said, we're pissed. I mean, we have every reason to be because they're not playing well, and the management is refusing to do anything about it. But my point on the first hour is, at some point, while we are all fans and we are trying to figure things out, we want them to be the best that they can. There may be. Underlying things that are going on with this team that may be causing them to not do it, whether that's not wanting to spend money when you're not getting ticket revenue, whether it's the health of the team, which we've seen because we have guys that have physical injuries and we guys we have guys that have had illness fatigue after they've recovered from the illness. We've also learned that Dave has a little green man in his head, contrary to popular belief. It you has guys to not, the you Boston don't see him. Celtics, not the fact that he's Irish. We also learned that Bobby is a klepto from Blockbuster and that Ray is. He He's insane about the Celtics, and, and then we're all pissed. a
4: lot nicer to each other when we're talking about basketball. And if we move
3: on to football, it's going to get mean again. Let's,
4: fact. Football, let's move on to football then. <laughs> all right, fine, go, fine, ahead, fine.
1: Go, go ahead, no,
3: Bobby.
1: Go ahead. I was just
3: so Bobby. I was gonna. I was just gonna say to bring it back to Brad Stevens. Listen, that's one guy right now I can never be positive about because I can't stand this rhetoric anymore. I, I can't. He's, he's actually stand really it, man. It's it's so frustrating to see a team blow a 24 point lead and then not have the coach be pissed after. I I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. He doesn't get angry angry. from Indiana. I, I just. I, it would be really great if we didn't blow
4: this lead, guys. Uh, right, know, I just, just can't uh, hustle deal with back the, well, a little bit on, uh, on well, defense. Yeah, and, uh, you know
3: exactly. All right. Well, you know, I feel like we just weren't getting the shots that we wanted to get. If we got those <laughs> shots, this game could have been a lot different. And you know what? Listen, you know what? I know Kemba was two of eighteen tonight, but this guy is part of our plan. Okay, Kemba is. There's part a really of the good date line on Boston. tonight. I'd really love to get yeah, home just, and watch. I, just, I can't take it anymore. I can't. I need someone. <laughs> if there's a twenty-four point lead, I need someone that's like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? Are you like that's what they yes, need? They need yes. someone that's going to take their yeah. foot. Yes. We have the you're absolutely So right. far
1: up their ass that we have it, it's the PBS coach <laughs> and we need the Spike TV coach, Bobby. Exactly. We've talked about this though, right? Haven't we? Oh, haven't we heard this so from other coaches on other teams in the past? week? And, and it's just different when it's in our city, right? We started oh, to God. hear it. We started to hear it as Patriots fans from Bill Belichick this year. <laughs> We've heard it in the past as Red Sox fans, mostly from John Henry, who can get lost and just go run Liverpool if he really wants to, even though that's what he hired Billy Bean to do. So screw yeah. those guys. Sorry. It's not dude. even true. I know. what you like I'm John sick of
3: being fed bullshit, man. I'm sick of someone taking can a pile of shit and shoving it in my mouth. I'm sick of it. <laughs> You know, there's places where you have to pay
4: extra for that. But listen, right. let me ask you something honestly, though. Don't you think, do you think that in basketball culture, that basketball players, the, the way that football players are, for example, coaches from the time they're in Pop Warner are screaming at them? You know what I mean? Like from the time you're in Pop Warner playing football, it's like, what? Get up, maggot. Get up and run through those tires, you know? And like, mm-hmm. that's just how the culture is in football. And it's very right. like, listen to your coach. Listen to your coach. The coach, It's like your, your dad, your priest, and your coach, like down in Texas football, whatever. I've been watching a lot of Friday Lights, if you can't tell. But um, in basketball, they're a little softer. The players, you know, it's not you can't really yell at the players in basketball these days. Very, it's very, a, it's very, the very, AAU soft. AAU culture. very soft, AAU very culture. soft. <laughs> race like, are my a, pillow guy, you know, it's like, yeah, you yeah, very, very
2: soft. You missed a hundred percent of the shots that you don't make, so you know, yeah. you have to make sure that you just <laughs> take, you take one day at a time and one game at a time.
4: And you it's like, it's, made a, it's never, a joke, it's made us fluffier. But things, also, you yeah, if you go get a coach to yell at Tatum and Brown, the worst case scenario, tatum and brown might come out tatum more likely where if you yell at jason tatum like there's a chance he might just like be a little baby
3: about it and be like well i'm just gonna go to a different team then i feel yeah. like Jalen's so different though where i feel like yeah. Jalen wants, I, I I like wants someone in his fucking face. you can hear it when they ask him questions about how bad this team is playing his reactions are it's it's so telling that this dude wants someone at the throat of this team because he's like, it's unacceptable. It's bullshit. To they don't see the play hard enough. Effort. You, you want to know why the they, they, they're blowing four quarter it. teams? They're
4: not playing hard enough. They're right. just not and, playing and hard and enough. That's, that's why.
3: why it's like, if they were playing hard and they were just missing shots and just like missing their assignments on defense, and it actually was fundamental basketball issues, then I'd be like, okay, Brad, you're right. You're right. You know, that's fine. But if you're not playing hard and, and I don't, I want to see that fucking vein popping out well, of Brad's forehead. You know what I mean? I want, I want, happen. I know it's, this, and it's so frustrating and I'm just, I'm so well, done with it. It's been years and it's the same shit every fucking year. I'm right, done with but We it. were also
4: at one point, we were also at one point, I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll just made this one point. And I'll shut up. The, the, we were at one point under Brad Stevens, like one of the best, if not the best defensive teams in the NBA. Now we're like the 15th best. You know, it's like uh, you—you were talking about that era with like the Olympics and the Avery Bradleys of the world. It's like we can't defend and transition anymore. We can't—we
3: pre- could can never protect the rim. I've Under never Red seen team. a Celtics never team the miss their rotations as much as this team. The, yeah, there's, we get that there's that guy open in that corner every fucking time it looks like a college basketball team you know what i mean Not but you can also but the thing guy, is dude, you can also just
4: and we open. discovered this in the playoffs last year is you can just run the zone on us and just put bodies in front of people and everybody just goes like oh i don't want to run through bodies in there let's just shoot but like, they, let's yeah. just start shooting because yeah. like, oh, I don't want to, you know what I mean? And it's like, that, that's soft as shit. That's what
0: I was going to say All real yeah, quick, Joe, be. is that what's, and Bobby, you had me in tears. But I think <laughs> what, what's what's more enraged, like enraging to me than than the rhetoric is the fact that the, the overall philosophy of this team appears to be, we're just going to shoot our way out of it when we can. And it's just absolute mismanagement of the team, right? I, I mean, I think, you know, there there are a few bright spots. Yes, I agree. Do you, do we can we all agree that uh, that Naismith is not one? He's not a bright spot of this team. Like he's not. He's, what happened he's not... there? You, oh, exactly.
2: No, no 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 no! He, he's he's, he's playing better he's lately. Better. Yeah, Don't do that
3: when, better. no that. No, no, he's a. Th- he's a. Brad Williams not the bright spot. I, I, I. No when Brad,
2: when Brad is finally giving him minutes. Now he's yeah, he actually worked. playing better. So no, he wasn't playing at all. So we was like, no, well, but the it was going like, on? but
4: but he was brought in to be such a specific thing, like this grip and rip guy. And yeah, if he has that skill set, like what you know, why not just put him in those situations? It's like frustrating to not to not have seen him get those rotation minutes. No, early, no, you know no for I mean? sure,
2: for sure. But I feel like he's become better as a defender. Like he he definitely hustles on every play. You see that that chase down block he had a couple of nights. Like he's invested defensively, which is I think. Well, I want to see more of him though.
4: That. That's what I'm talking about with Brad. Oh Brad's no, rotation. I agree. That's
2: best on. On Brad, yeah, that's that's not on East Smith yet. I mean, grant I want him to start knocking down some shots, but once again, right. that's not that doesn't always translate right away. But I, mean, I think you know, obviously, we all definitely bought into that. Like, oh, okay, to, like you know,
4: to defend him when you guys have when you have a guy in college who's really good at coming off sh- screens specifically in shooting that does always take time to adjust to in the NBA because the screens you're coming off, they hurt more. It's so mu- like and so much The, faster the, but the bodies are bigger yeah. and everybody gets there faster and they yeah. get to their spots faster. So he's going to just learn to come around those corners a little bit tighter. And like, I think that shot will be there. But yeah, I mean, but that's what I mean. Like what happened there? Like, why isn't he getting his minutes to learn that? You know what well, I mean? and It's, it's like, like, go do that.
3: In that New Orleans game, guys, we were all talking during that game. You knew they were fucking blowing that game going into the fourth. Every yeah. single one of us knew that said game it. was getting blown. Yeah. It was happening, and and the fact that Brad didn't look at what he what was on the court and be like, "Listen, we got to change everything." I, if I was Brad, two minutes into that fourth quarter, I called timeout. And I do a five for five, man. I'm taking everyone off and I'm putting a whole new group on because you guys to, need to, to lose change. my
1: thirty. You need to change the <laughs> fucking energy.
3: <laughs> Regardless though, but we still fucking lost. So you might as well send a fucking message. But, How many but, times do you me, see but, that you just take all of them he off? You're he like, can't listen
4: guys what we're doing we get stuck in these weird patterns of like mike said shooting all the time you know we're talking about that yeah hero ball sure that's a thing that we do getting killed in the zone that's still a thing that we do we didn't learn that lesson from the playoffs taking Taking turns turns, bullshit not playing as a team not moving the basketball brad can't seem to get them to lock back into a different thing when they get stuck in those moments and we had we talked about this on a show i was on a couple weeks ago do they listen to him you know when he says stuff at this point and i'm really worried about that because if they're not listening to him we got a problem
1: so it only took us sixty-one minutes to slander Brad Stevens and the way he approaches press conferences, Bobby. It's a good thing we didn't. It's a good thing we didn't kill the NBA segment because we would not have gotten that wonderful nugget from Bobby that had Mike and I falling out of our chairs, <laughs> uh, quite literally.
0: Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.
4: Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed.